We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Pack a Day podcast. Wherever you may be, and however you may be listening, thank you so much for making us part of your day. My name is Nick Schmitz, and I will be your host on this Sunday, January fourteenth, twenty twenty-four. It is. Wild Card Weekend, a special edition of a Pack-A-Day podcast because the Packers are back in the playoffs, which is always very exciting. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, flying solo today, Jimmy Christensen. Pray for the man. He has COVID. He spent the week in Dallas, came down with COVID. He's doing well, but just uh, not up for recording this week. Uh, and Gage uh, also... Ha- Gage does not also have COVID, not that I know of anyway, Uh, but he has had a very long day. He's got a lot going on, so uh, unable to join me. So I am flying solo. I'm going to make this a shorter episode um, just because Andy will cover probably everything that I'll go over uh, and in a much better and more detailed manner. So, uh, But like we did last week, uh, even though I don't have anybody here to guess my trivia, we'll still uh, I still want to do the uh, Packers trivia and this day in Packers history. So um, we'll start with that real quick and then we'll get into the rest of the podcast and get you on your way to a 3.30 central kickoff Packers Cowboys. Very exciting. So here's your trivia question for this week. So the Packers coming into this game have won nine of their last 10 meetings against the Cowboys. Do you know who was the starting quarterback for the Cowboys the last time they beat the Packers? Who was the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys the last time they beat the Packers? All right. So while you're thinking about that, let's do uh, this day in Packers history. So this day in Packers history, January 14th, 1968, the Green Bay Packers defeat the Oakland Raiders 33 to 14 in Miami, Florida to win their second Super Bowl. This was also Vince Lombardi's last game as head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Bart Starr was named MVP of Super Bowl II, throwing for 202 yards and a touchdown. So that is your This Day in Packers History, January 14th. And back to trivia here. So you've had some time to think about it. The Packers, again, the question. 
The Packers have won nine of the last 10 meetings between them and the Cowboys. Who was the starting quarterback for the Cowboys the last time they beat the Packers? Your answer? Now, admittedly, when I was thinking of a trivia question for Packers-Cowboys, it was kind of difficult because Packers-Cowboys is always always feels so big that like everything always seems so memorable with them, right? You know, the last time we played them in the playoffs, uh, you know, you had the Rodgers to Jared Cook and Mason Crosby's walk-off, you know, winner to go to the NFC Championship game. And then the last time they played them in, in Lambeau in the playoffs, you had the Des Bryant, did he catch it? Did he drop it? Um, doesn't matter because Green Bay went down the field anyway and would have kicked a field goal. Um, to at least tie the game at an absolute worst if if he did catch it. So arguments really pointless. Uh, so everything always feels so memorable with Dallas. Um, so this was kind of tricky. So, I mean, realistically, when I when I first kind of posed this question, I was like, well, the answer's got to be one of two people. Either it has to be Dak Prescott or Tony Romo. So if you said Dak Prescott, you are correct. Dak Prescott was the starting quarterback of the of the Cowboys the last time uh, the Cowboys beat the Packers. Uh, that was back in 2016. That was the run the table season. That was um, week six of the 2016 season. The Cowboys beat the Packers at Lambeau 30 to 16. Uh, that was Dak's rookie year in the NFL. And it is Dak's only win over the Packers. He started off one and oh, and he since then is, I think one in four now, I think he's lost four straight. In, if you include the playoffs. So, Dak Prescott is your answer, and this one also, I came up with a bonus one. Um, When was the last time the Cowboys beat the Packers in Dallas? Last time the Packers were beaten by the Cowboys in Dallas, Jerry World, AT&T Stadium, wasn't even built. Back in 2007, that was uh, when the Cowboys beat the Packers 37-27, to uh, and that is the game where Aaron Rodgers came in for Brett Favre when Favre hurt his elbow uh, in the second quarter. Um, so, Cowboys 0-4 in Dallas versus the Packers since that game. So, it's been a while since the Cowboys have bested us in Dallas. So, let's hope that continues today as we roll on here. So uh, thanks for sticking with it. Hopefully you did well in the trivia questions there. Uh, hopefully you find it interesting. Hopefully you like it. And by the way, if you think it's stupid, if you don't like it, just let us know. Just comment on, on, on the episode. We'll stop doing it if you don't like it. But I think it's fun. Thinks it's a, I think it's a little bit different. Gives you something to, uh, to, to chew on uh, other than just the same stuff every week. So, all right. Well, um, I'm just going to kind of go over this game. Uh, real briefly here, not a whole lot, um, you know, not a whole lot unexpected with this. Packers coming in nine and eight, Cowboys twelve and five. Uh, the last I saw, the Cowboys were a seven point favorite. Which, I mean, say what you will, that number seems about right. Um, you know, the Packers have played really well the last three weeks, but they also played Carolina, Minnesota, and Chicago, and those aren't world beaters. So. Seven points, all things considered. I mean, they're not even the biggest underdog of the weekend, right? That belongs to Pittsburgh. I think the last time I saw um, 
you know, they were 10 point dogs. I'd be interested to see what the line is. Not the game's been moved. Uh, if you haven't heard by now, um, yeah, that game supposed to be played at noon today, Sunday. Yeah. Playing at three 30 now on Monday. So you got two games Saturday, two games Sunday and two games on Monday. Um, let's hope that the NFL doesn't take that as an invitation to do that permanently moving forward. But, um, so seven point underdog, not the worst thing in the world for a seven seed team, the youngest team in the league and the youngest team ever to make the playoffs to only be a seven point dog on the road. I'd say that's pretty good. Um, and injuries. I mean, we've talked about this all season long. Um, you know, quite honestly, the biggest one that feels concerning at this point, Jair Alexander, uh, he rolled his ankle at practice, uh, this week. He did not participate Thursday or Friday. And, um, as of Saturday, the, uh, Packers elevated cornerback David Long Jr. from the practice squad to the active roster. Um, good indication that that means that Jair doesn't play. Uh, it's not a, for sure that he doesn't play, um, but that elevation definitely being made as a precaution uh, for Alexander potentially not playing. So um, that, you know, definitely big-time injury for the Packers, but I mean, the good news is, is Valentine and Valentine, while they are not nearly as good as Jair, I mean, they've both been very serviceable um, when Jair has been out this year. So you at least feel good about that. Would we love to have Jair against C.D. Lamb today? Absolutely. But if he can't go, and I'm inclined to say he probably doesn't go, um, you know, you still feel good about the guys. You know, they're not coming in cold. You know, they, they've both <clears throat> played on, you know, they've both played extensive snaps this year due to Alexander and Stokes being hurt. So, you know, they've, they've got a feel for the game. CD lamb, you know, he's, it's going to be, a t- it's going to be tough regardless of who's, who's out there playing. So um, that's the big one. AJ Dillon, he's still dealing with that thumb and neck injury. He didn't practice all week. <clears throat> Excuse me. He is listed as doubtful. Um, and then the other one of note, you know, we'll, we're just going to have to wait till 90 minutes before kickoff. Christian Watson still dealing with that hamstring. He was a limited participant all week in practice. He's listed as questionable. We'll see how, you know, things progress, but we're probably not going to know about him, um, you know, until the inactive list comes out 90 minutes before kickoff. I'd be surprised if we heard before then. Um, otherwise, I mean, the, the, the rest of the injury list is long for the Packers, but you know, not a whole lot of injury designations. Devondre Campbell still dealing with that neck injury. He practiced all week. Romeo Dobbs, he left, <clears throat> was hospitalized last weekend, actually, with that chest injury. Um, he practiced all week, granted, on a limited basis, but he was practicing. Um, <clears throat> and then Elton Jenkins still dealing with that knee and ankle injury. Um, you know, it looks like he's going to be good to go. He's one to keep an eye on, though. He didn't practice on Thursday. It was a limited participant on Wednesday and Friday. So, uh, you know, it looks like he'll be good to go. But, you know, will he hold up through the game? Hopefully so. Um, Aaron Jones still dealing with the same stuff. Isaiah McDuffie, he's coming back. Um, he doesn't have an injury designation. He was He's uh, listed with a concussion and neck injury. He was a full participant on Friday, which um, – you know, lead you to believe that he'll probably be up and ready to go, which is great. Um, so they should have uh, Quay Walker 
Devondre Campbell and uh, Isaiah McDuffie at the linebacker position, which is great. Luke Musgrave, he was a full participant all week, which is great to see. Josh Myers was a full participant all week. Great to see. Um, Jaden Reed, chest injury, full participant all week. Great to see. Darnell Savage with that shoulder injury. He was a full participant all all week. Um, Preston Smith still dealing with that ankle, in, ankle injury. Uh, he was a limited participant all week, but I would expect him to go. Um, Zach Tom and Quay Walker were both full participants all week. So that's good to see Emmanuel Wilson also with that shoulder injury, full participant. So, um, you know, the list is long, but you know, outside, I mean, again, we've talked, we've said it for weeks now, when you see doubtful on the injury report for the Packers, you might as well say out. So I would, I wouldn't expect to see AJ Dillon. Um, I know the Packers have Jair listed as questionable. I, honestly, I I don't I don't foresee him going. Um, and Christian Watson, he's he's the only one really that I I, I don't think any of us really know at this point. Um, you know, he hasn't played since the Kansas City game, which was I think what all the way back in Thanksgiving. So he's still been dealing with that hamstring. I know he wants to give it a go, but only time will tell. Be interesting to see there. Hey, friends. I'm sure you're all familiar with some of the hassles of finding game tickets at a reasonable price without all the headaches that go along with it. I've been on a bit of a roll lately as I went through one ticketing service that never sent me the tickets and I had to panically try to get a hold of somebody the day of the game. I had another service that didn't allow me to transfer tickets. So when I could no longer go to the Wisconsin Iowa game, transferring the tickets was extremely difficult. It was just all so frustrating. That was until I found Game Time. Game Time is so easy to use with a low price guarantee, event cancellation protection, easy to find tickets, and an even easier to use app. Game Time is the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. You can buy tickets in a matter of seconds, and they are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through emails and have those same panicky moments that I did the day of a game. So next time you're buying tickets, make sure you snag them using Game Time, stress free. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Packaday for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Packaday for $20 off. Oh, and Game Time is also a great way to buy tickets for a holiday gift. Just make sure to use code Packaday. Download Game Time today, last minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. And then as far as the Cowboys go, I mean, they're pretty healthy. They got a bunch of guys on the list too, but um, just looking at it right now, they had one, two, three, four. They got five of their five guys on on the injury list who are on there due to veteran rest, um, so not actually dealing with anything. Um, but they got to be listed if they're on there for veteran rest to be on there. Um, looks like Cooper Rush is the only one that may not be ready to go, um, and he's the backup quarterback. So and he's dealing with an illness. So Dallas coming in pretty healthy. Green Bay, all things considered, I mean. You'd love to have Dylan, Alexander, and Watson for sure. But, I mean, this team's been playing. I mean, I don't mean it in a negative way, but Jair's missed quite a bit of time this year. And while the defense has not been a stellar portion of the team this year, you know, like I said, Valentine, Valentine, both have done well stepping in for him this year. Christian Watson, you know, he it was really tough to see him go down after the Kansas City game because he was really coming on. But again, the wide receiver group like Wicks and Reed and Dobbs and uh, who am I missing? Uh, um, oh, I'm blanking. 
blanking on 80 right now. My apologies to him. Bo Melton. There we go. Bo Melton. You know, and and Malik Heath. They've all been playing super well in his absence. And with Luke Musgrave coming back and Tucker Craft coming on, you know, the offense should be just fine. Give the ball to Aaron Jones. Let him run. Open up the pass game. That's that's going to be your key to victory. Um, you get Aaron Jones going, be able to score some points. I mean, I, I personally think the game needs to kind of be high scoring for Green Bay to win. If it's a low scoring defensive game, I don't think Green Bay can can keep up with that because I don't trust Green Bay's defense to do enough. Um, you know, so defensively, you know, it, the. It feels like one advantage that the Packers have in this game is that CeeDee Lamb is really good. But you know who else is really good? Justin Jefferson. And the last time we played Justin Jefferson, now granted it was Nate Mullins and some other guy throwing him in the football. But the Packers did a pretty good job shutting him down. And for the Cowboys, like... CeeDee Lamb is a great receiver, but it kind of falls off after him. So if they can if they can kind of keep CeeDee Lamb in check, and that's that's a that's a high that's a tall order, tall task right there. Not easy to do. But if you can do that and get some pressure on Dak, it, you know, it is it is a very doable, it's a very winnable game at that point. But you gotta go out, you gotta play defense. And then the biggest thing for this young Packers team, I think if they're going to get a win, the biggest thing is they have to take advantage of the opportunities when they are given. And so, like, going back to the Bears game from last weekend, ultimately it didn't end up hurting them. But as an example of what I mean by that, you know, early in the fourth quarter, Jordan Love hits Jaden Reed on that that long pass, that 60-yard pass play got down to like the 12-yard line. And Green Bay ended up kicking a field goal. That's an example of if you make that play against Dallas, you either need to score on that play or you need to actually put the ball in the end zone, you know, a couple plays later. Because kicking a field goal against the Bears, that works against the Bears. But against teams like the Cowboys, any playoff team really, those are moments where you've got to be able to capitalize. You can't kick field goals in those moments. Um, and then obviously learn from mistakes again, you know, end of the, end of the first half against the bears, you know, not moving forward, getting tackled out of bounds and not having a timeout and, you know, a three yard out route ends, ends the half. Cause you didn't, you know, fight forward, things like that. You can't make those mistakes. Green Bay made a lot of mistakes last week against Chicago. And those are mistakes that they were able to overcome because they were playing at home and they were playing the bears who are at best an average team. You make those mistakes on the road against the Cowboys in the playoffs, you're not going to win. So when you are given opportunities, this young team needs to take advantage of those if they're going to have a chance of winning. So one of the questions I was going to pose is, what are the expectations for this game? What what are the expectations for the Packers going into this game? And, I mean, it's hard to have what I would say high expectations just because 
first of all, no seven seed has ever won in the playoffs. Now, granted, they've only been doing this like what the fourth year that they've had the seven seed. So it's not like there's a long history of it. Um, but seven seeds so far are winless in the playoffs. And quite honestly, unless you are playing the Bills, um, the seven seeds don't even come close. They're usually blowouts. Um, the Bills have been the two seed twice and have won the 2-7 matchup by a combined six points, I think. So unless you're playing the Bills, so maybe the Steelers get one this year. Um, unless you're playing the Bills, you usually get blown out as a seven seed. Um, so expectations. I mean, what should they be? Well, considering we didn't really know what to expect from this team this year anyway, I mean, we're all in agreement at this point that this is just gravy, right? Nine and eight, winning record. Found out what Jordan Love is. You've you've got a you know you've got a a star in the making. It seems like with him, and you're in the postseason with the youngest team ever. So when thinking about this personally, for me, I I do have an expectation for the Packers in this game, and it's a small one, but I think it's something doable which is my only expectation is don't get blown out, right? Like, don't don't be the second team to come to Texas this weekend and lose by 31 points, right? Like, the perfect example <clears throat> that I could think of for, like, how I, like, if you're not going to win, like, what would the game look like? And I went back and I looked at the Packers' schedule, and I actually pulled from a game that they played – not that long ago when they played the Buccaneers. Now, granted, the final score was 34 to 20. But what I mean by that is, and I obviously don't mean make Dak have a perfect passer rating, but in that game, the score at halftime was 13 to 10, Tampa Bay. And with about 12 minutes to go in the fourth quarter, the Packers were down 27-13. They cut it to 27 to 20. So at that point in the game, you know, now granted the flow of the game was not promising for Green Bay, but with 12 minutes to go in the game, Green Bay was down seven. If you can have that same kind of thing where at halftime, maybe you're up by three or down by three, it's a close game. Basically, my expectation is make Dallas win it in the fourth quarter. If you're going to lose, make sure that Dallas has to go out and win the game in the fourth quarter. If you can, if they can be there for three, three and a half quarters, and 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 they just come up short that to me totally fine the only expectation like i said just don't get blown out like don't have us going in at halftime thinking well i don't need to watch the second half of the game cuz it's that bad so that's my only expectation everything else keep it close and lose obviously that's a bummer that's not what we want obviously the best would be you know sneaking out a win somehow but you can't have too high expectations. It's a, they're a seven seed. You know, there was a point in the year where it wasn't even looking like we were talking about playoffs, right? We were talking about top 10 draft pick at one point. And so to be in this situation is great for the Packers. Obviously, we all want them to win, um, you know, for, for so many reasons. But, I mean, keep in mind, winning means an automatic trip to San Francisco, which uh, recent history for us there has not been great. So uh, just keep that in mind. Granted, I still want to see it because at this point, this team is just so much fun to watch. Like 
I just I want them to win just so I can get another week of watching this team play football. They're so much fun to watch right now. Um, and and the, the the biggest advantage the Packers have for them going right now is the fact that they have no pressure. The ex, they are expected to lose. Dallas twelve and five for the third consecutive year. They're the two seed finally. They got a lot of pressure to win this game. If they if if Dallas loses to the Packers, there's a lot of questions in Dallas. Do you know what happens if the Packers lose to the Cowboys? We all say, man, it was a fun year. Stinks we lost to the Cowboys in the playoffs, but we're going to be good for the next 10 years with this kid Jordan Love. That's what happens. The offseason's super optimistic, even though you lost a playoff game. Dallas loses, there's going to be a lot of questions. So a lot of pressure on Dallas this weekend. That's the biggest advantage I think the Packers got going for them is that they just they can play loose. No expectations other than just please don't get blown out. That's my only expectation. It's my only hope for this team uh, as far as how the game goes. Otherwise, everything else is gravy. So, well, there you have it, everybody. Enjoy the game today. Depending on where you're at, if you are somebody listening in the Buffalo, New York area, please be safe. Um, I thought it was bad where I was at in Beaver Dam. We got 10 and a half inches of snow. That's child's play compared to what they're dealing with there. Um, but enjoy football today. It is wild card weekend. The Packers are playing. Nothing could be better than the Packers in the playoffs with a chance to just put another L to the Dallas Cowboys. That would be fantastic. But enjoy the games today. Enjoy the games on Monday. We'll talk to you next week, and hopefully we're doing another pregame show Packers-Niners. That would be fantastic. So thank you, everybody, for listening to me this week. Jimmy Christensen, get better. Gage, I look forward to speaking to you next week. Enjoy the game, everybody. And as always, go back up.